You're listening to Man Meat Barbecue, the podcast, with your host, Mikey K. Our sponsors are Manbecue and Myron Mix and Smokers. If you don't know who Manbecue is, you better check it out. They're one of the coolest things in barbecue around. We do a meetup on the last Thursday of every single month. Let us take over your backyard. Let's see how much fun we can have. Looking for a new cooker? Look no further than the American-made Myron Mix and Smokers. Maybe you're a backyard enthusiast. Maybe you're a restaurant owner. Maybe you're looking to get into the catering game. They can accommodate it all. So make sure you go over to MyronMixAndSmokers.com and check out your next rig. And when you email them, tell them Mikey from Man Meat Barbecue sent you. So let's not waste any more time and let's get into this fucking podcast. Bringing bone cleaner barbecue sauce to the table tonight. Woo! So we are chatting chatting with Kathleen from, uh, you are from California if I'm not incorrect. Um, if you want to follow her on the Instagram and check her out, it's bone cleaner underscore BBQ sauce. Um, super simple, not a hard name to remember. Uh, go check out some of their sauces. They also do, a, they also do some hot sauces, which are kind of cool. Um, not every barbecue sauce company does a hot sauce also. And, uh, shout out to my boy at G stacks pits. Uh, he has a collaboration with them, um, on a hot sauce. And that's actually how we kind of got hooked up together and started chatting. So I want to say thank you so much for coming to the show and, and hanging out with us and chatting barbecue. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, thanks for having me, Mikey. I really appreciate it. Um, so my name is Kathleen Bowen, and I am the owner and creator of Bone Cleaner Barbecue Sauce. And it is a collection of six barbecue sauce flavors and, like you said, two hot pepper sauce flavors. And we created the hot pepper sauce flavors just for people that needed that extra um, because we didn't really want to kill them in the flavors of the barbecue sauce. And um, we don't use any chemical preservatives at all. And all our barbecue sauces are preserved through a hot water bath, um, which is something that I learned from my grandmother because when I was growing up, she did a lot of canning and preserving um, with all the fresh berries that uh, we had in Maine. And um, I wanted to take something that I learned from her and bring it into the process and keep all the chemicals out of the sauces and all the thickeners and everything like that and keep it as natural as possible. So how'd you kind of come up with the name? What, what's the, um... <laughs> well, bone cleaner, uh, the, the reason behind the name is basically I would watch people like eat the gristle and the cartilage off of their bones just to get the last taste of sauce. So when it came down to the fact that everybody was destroying their chicken bones, their rib bones, their everything, I was like, there's no better name for it than bone cleaner. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so it kind of, it became kind of catchy because I ended up doing a few events and then I had some customers come back and they would bring me like their huge dinosaur rib bones and stuff like that. And so now I use them as display pieces. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so it's what, cool. start, what started making you want to create barbecue sauce? Kind of what brought you into the barbecue world? Well, I had, um, you know, growing up, I had always, uh, I cooked and I did a lot of line cooking and stuff like that um, at the farmer's markets for my stepbrother. And then um, by the time I was like 20, 21, nobody around me knew how to barbecue or at least could do it correctly without burning stuff. So I started barbecuing pretty like a long time ago. And then with that, 
it was really getting frustrated with the flavors and textures of a lot of the sauces that I saw on the shelves. Um, I would mix and match, add extra ingredients, um, try to lighten things up. And then a light bulb kind of went off in my head and I was like, wait a second, um, you know, you can create these things. And so I kind of created um, not only what I really was looking for in flavors and consistency, but also what I felt like the barbecue sauce market was missing. Um, and, you know, I don't add any preservatives or any thickeners. And I have four different fruit flavors. And even the hot pepper sauces, they all have real fruit in them. Um, no flavorings, no canned fruit that's in syrups. Like, it's all natural, all fresh um, all really healthy ingredients. That, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. You know what I mean? You go look at the back of some barbecue sauce bottles and they're, um, Oh man. <laughs> and it's like slightly you terrifying. Taste, you can, yeah, you can. And, and that's what it got to be. And, you know, I'm not going to call any names out because you know, it's, it's not fair, but you just, it's like, you can just feel the, you can, you can taste the preservative. Like you can just taste the unhealthiness in it. And with that, it's like it's a loss of flavor and like the flavors end up being very similar between brands. And I just had to create something different. <laughs> I, you know, I just I wanted something that um, I, yeah, I wanted something that was way more natural. And when I went and actually listed the ingredients, and, you know, did the formulas and then went back to the grocery stores. I looked at the back of my jars and the sodium, the sugar, everything that people look for, the numbers are a lot lower in my sauces than on the shelves. And that made me, made me happy. Like I knew I was going in the right route with it. Yeah, absolutely. So now how long has the brand been around? Well, uh, not that long, actually. Um, the first time I had anybody, that I did not know try my sauce was only about a year and a half ago. Um, And then we got our trademark and everything completed in January of last year. So we've been, we've been legit for a solid year. Um, But like we sold like our first case of sauce and like the production, everything was over a 4th of July weekend. Um, uh, in 2017, and that was to Warren G, which was like really, really dope. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. So that's how we got hooked up with his uh, his barbecue company, Sniffing Griffins. Um, he came and got a case of sauce, and now we, uh, for the most part, provide all the barbecue sauce for his catering gigs, also. Okay, and now, um, you also you are you're also cooking. You're not, you're not oh, just yes, creating definitely. sauce. You're also cooking. Oh, so no. I'm what a are you cooking also, yeah. There we go. Yeah, okay. So you're also a caterer. So I was looking at, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the Instagram, like, you're also doing something else. Like, this is no, not No, I just... have a bone cleaner catering page also. So the okay. whole reason behind the, the sauce was so that I was trying to find a way to bottle up my flavors so that people around the country and, you know, eventually around the world will be able to taste it. Um, but you know, I started with catering, like I started catering, um, a long, long time ago and then it turned into strictly, 
um, for the most part, barbecuing and smoking meat once I got hooked up with G-Stacks and I bought one of his rigs. And, you know, it cooks like a charm and I have burners on it so I can still do my shrimp and grips and my crab boils and all the other things that I like to griddle up and stuff like that. So, you know, everything works out perfectly. So now what would you say is kind of the hardest thing about, you know, kind of keeping both entities kind of going? Um, (laughs) well, when the sauce takes over, then it's, uh, the sauce has priority. (laughs) I won't, I won't lie when it comes to that. The sauce, uh, the sauce does take priority. Um, the catering, I keep my schedule open when, uh, with Sniffin' Griffins and their company. Um, but with my personal catering, I pick and choose my gigs just so that it can get, uh, calendarized around when I know that I'll have to be in the kitchen making new batches of sauce. Okay. So I try to keep the weekends open for catering and then during the week and usually my sauce making time is between midnight and 6 a.m. Like that's my favorite time in the kitchen. <laughs> hey. So yeah, or however late it ends up taking, but I like to start like around 10 p.m. midnight and then I'll go out through the night and you know, it's a process. It's a long process because the jars have to, you know, after the water bath, they have to cool before the labeling. And then after I get to move them all off so I don't mix up the flavors, then it's on to the next batch. <laughs> I was going to say that's probably um, <laughs> yeah. one of the hardest because once you kind of – once you can and put everything into it, it's not like you can be like, oh, I totally know what flavor that is. Let me try it. <laughs> You know exactly. what I mean? Like, you, you kinda, you're kind of screwed if you mix them up. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I keep everything uh, very separated. Um, there's only a couple of flavors that you can really tell by the color or by seeing, um, you know, when you shake the jar, you can kind of tell. But because of some of the fruit flavors, their colors are very similar. Um, so it is hard, yeah. They're pretty similar in, in color in the exactly. sense of like, uh, maybe is it? Can it be? <laughs> you don't want to maybe between a sweet peach and a peach habanero. <laughs> I mean, it's one way to get people to try shit. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and it's funny too because one time I did have like uh three jars that I did get mixed up, and uh, one of my best friends, um. You know, she ends up getting the jars that either don't seal or that I screw up on a label or something like that. So she ended up getting three jars. I was like, um, it's either this or this. So here you go. <laughs> right. That's a, that's also. But she the, loves uh... it. Yeah, she loves it. And she has uh, yeah, she has um four kids and they go crazy over it. So I'm like, all right, you can get stocked up over here. <laughs> that's also one of the hard things is you know, um, when you're doing something on that qu- quality level that you want to make sure the quality is absolutely there. Perfect. Yeah. You, you almost kind of have to push off waste. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, well, I don't like that. That's not good enough. I'm not putting it in. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and there's been time. I mean, when I first started and before, you know, I got really um, on top of the timing and the temperature and stuff like that, you know, there is a few batches that had to go directly into the trash just because they didn't come out. And I'm just like, well, you know, I rather sacrifice the batches than sacrifice somebody's taste buds saying, uh, no. <laughs> yep. 
no, and I totally telling somebody else, uh, no, that's not going to work. And so, you know, it's like, I'll sacrifice. Like the hardest flavor for me to get down was the peaches. It was the most difficult. I went through so many batches before I could finally figure out what to do in order to keep that flavor and the peach so strong through there. And so, yeah, it was just, it was terrible. (laughs) That was going to be my next question. What was kind of the hardest in developing the line? Because I think that's obviously a lot of people, when they develop a sauce line, guys, usually they start with about one sauce, but it's hard to make tons of money off one product. Um, most people want to see a couple different products from you so that they can, you know, explore it. Or once they've tried one thing, they're like, oh, this is great, but I'd like to see some other things. It's just like rub lines, guys. If you look at rub lines, you never, mm-hmm. most rub lines don't just have one rub. They have three no. or four because they want to be complementary to any food that you're creating. So, I mean, what was the struggles in creating the rub line? Or not, I'm sorry, the sauce line. I don't know In why. the sauce line. You, you know, oh, no. Rub line was on the head and it just kept going. No, absolutely. Well, you're right, though, because I started with just two flavors. I had the original and I had the Mango Madness. And, um, you know, Which I was trying The original was fantastic, guys. If you're looking to try something and you don't know if you want to buy the <laughs> whole line, I try the it. original. <laughs> Yeah, no, the original, and that's, yeah, that's the one that I had taken up north and just had a bunch of people try it, and they devoured the bottle, and I was like, okay, let me get this going, Um, but then, you know, I was uh, brainstorming um, with somebody, and they were like, you know, we need this peach, we need this peach, and so that was really the hardest thing for me to, the hardest flavors for me to get by, because I was still trying to figure out the strongest way to get the flavor through and you know people kept telling me syrups and flavorings and stuff like that extracts and you know I tried them and it just was so weird and candied and it just took away from the natural aspect of it so well you were you were trying to get a couple weeks and then I got it (laughs) I was gonna say you were trying to get that regular you know, that, that peach flavor where when you right. use extracts or syrup or syrups, oh, there, there's like definitely, there's more salt or more, um, more sugar in it. Yeah. Right? It was like bubble gum. And then if you don't cook it down so long, then it still has that alcohol, uh, uh, um, what do you call it? It still has like uh, alcohol flavor in it. So, um, one way or the other, it's just, it was just bad. <laughs> it just wasn't working. It wasn't so, up to the part. No, it huh? just wasn't working. But, you know, it, it took a few batches of getting tossed in the trash. And then finally I found, I figured it out. And, like, um, it's been going really well. The Sweet Peach, actually, um, there's a barbecue company up north uh, that has, um that uh, ended up buying it and they went to their first barbecue competition and got first place with chicken using the sweet peach, which was really, really cool. Um, I want to say his name is backyard pit master on Instagram, Okay, but it was uh, yeah, super dope. And I, you know, and that one has really been going. And for me, I use the sweet peach when I'm making a coleslaw for pulled pork. I use it in my pulled pork. I use it on my pork ribs. <laughs> like that is the pork flavor. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
And now, yeah. were you getting a lot of people that were asking for that hotter flavor? And is that why you guys kind of decided to create that? Were you got were, were, was there just kind of that need where they were like, hey, we like this, but we'd like it if it was a little hotter? Well, when I did the sweet peach, I had already said I'm going to do a matching hot version of it. So it wasn't the it wasn't people requesting a hot version of the peach, but the people that really wanted spicy and, you know, they like the spicy hickory. They still wanted something a little extra. So that's why I had created the hot pepper line, because I really without using the chemical preservatives, the to me, the peppers end up fading after so much time. So I was just like, let me do a hot pepper sauce, and this can get added on whatever you're eating along with that pe- that uh, spicy hickory. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I just think I think it's cool that you you added that to the line. You know what I mean? Because then the, then people are able to explore it a little bit more. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when you get, when you got, when I got the name trademark, like there was so many things that I was able to have under the bone cleaner name when it came to product. So it only made sense, like, cause I'm going to end up doing, you know, I'm working on a couple glazes right now and, you know, we'll end up expanding, but you know, as far as the barbecue sauce goes, we still have a, a lot of work to do in order to get it into the grocery stores. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm doing it myself. I, you know, I haven't uh, asked for any loans. I don't really want to get into any debt, and I'm not uh, getting any funding from, um, you know, investors or anything. So it'll just take a little bit more time. But I'm patient. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, what yeah. what struggles do you like when it when it starts to go, um, to go to the store? Uh, what struggles are you guys kind of? What do you what do you see is going to be the biggest struggle? Oh, well, the biggest struggle is going to be getting the amount of merchandise and the turnover, because what it's going to end up being is that not only will I have to purchase and process enough jars for the initial order, I'll have to be able to do it for two times over because it usually takes about two or three months from what I've researched and heard for you to get the payout from the first order. So it's just, you know, it's just a lot of money, but I don't want any outside help right now. So I've had people try to come and invest, but it's like, I don't want them to invest for a percentage because it's such a beginning company. I want to see like really what I can do and, you know, but yeah, it's, uh, it, that's really what it is. It's the amount of product that I'll have to, um, get made and have be and be able to be comfortable enough to wait and be able to make that same amount of product again for delivery before the first payout. Okay. And then, it, I mean, obviously it depends on what size grocery store you first go into. What, well, yeah, absolutely. And all that um, but the thing stuff. is it, yeah, the thing is, is that when I end up going to a formulator or somebody else that ends up bottling the project for me is they still have a minimum. So, you know, I have to make at least 300 gallons per flavor of each thing. So, you know, all that ends up being costly and they, they require the bottling, the labeling and the everything through them. So it just ends up being a whole different ball game. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. That, that's something that most people don't think about when they're going to to market in, in oh, stores. Um, it's something that doesn't exactly run across their mind. 
where they don't mm-hmm. understand that, listen, when you start to go into, in a way, playing with the big boys, I'll say it that way. Oh, um, definitely. Because I, I, I say it, I say it not, not in a, in a sense of like, oh, you know, you're, you're minor league right now, but. You're, oh, but I'm it, in the beginning stages. And no, you're I'm in the, the beginning baby. stages, and it's <laughs> yeah, it's such a, a baby, baby. and it, it's when you have to bottle, and you go to, a, like you said, you go to a co-packer, and they go, you have to make yeah. 300 gallons, and you're like, right, and that's her recipe, and I'm over here <laughs> trying to, exactly, if I'm trying to even juggle four recipes right now onto a grocery store, like, that's still a lot. I mean, that's so, yeah, 1,200 <laughs> gallons of your sauce. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, you have to have it made and all put together before even trying to get the contract. Because, I mean, who's going to say, okay, I want it now, and then you don't have the product to give them? Because well, that, I'm not that type thing. of person. If I'm advertising it, like, I have it right here, and it's here you go. <laughs> that's the other thing you got to look at. You got to say, listen, um, when do I go to market with it? Is it, you know, and then would you, I mean, would you be a, like, I, I know we're just kind of chatting on this, but maybe, mm-hmm. maybe starting out with two rub or two, two sauces in stores, but at the same oh, time. Oh no, definitely. Like, That's I exactly totally, what I was trying to do. I totally get where like, it's kind of difficult in the sense yeah. of your, you want to grow the brand as fast as possible. Right. And I, well, I think this yeah, is but fun I, part mean, of the I chat. totally agree. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Um, I had wanted to start doing it two at a time because I'm like, if I can get two in there, then the residuals from that will help to get the other two, the next two started. Exactly. So it's, you know, definitely. Yeah. I'm. I, it, it would, for me, it would be dumb to even try to rush it just because I would try, I'd bankrupt myself before anything. <laughs> well, yeah. But do you, and, and here's kind of, well, how I see it being being really cool is because right now, are you kind of selling at farmers markets and doing that kind of stuff, doing the independent stuff? Well, exactly. I do little pop ups. Everything else is sold through Instagram. I do deliveries. You know, the little catering companies around me. I, you know, wait, I still wait, wait, wholesale wait, wait. gallons deliveries? and stuff what is like this that. Shit? We didn't get it delivered. We had UPS. <laughs> we Your like, is so cow. We would like a personal delivery. <laughs> You're side down. <laughs> it's not that far. It's like three days in the car. I know, right? I'll, I'll have to go out there with my dad. That's where he was born. He would get a kick out of going. Well, no, he'd probably be like, I'm not going back to that cold place. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Um, a lot yeah, of people that get like, out no. don't come back. Um, but, you know, that that's very cool that you're, I mean, Instagram is a very powerful tool. And it's 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 insane how how quickly it can the the word of mouth starts spreading and it's like hey hit my girl up hit this person up you know what i mean get get this get that oh no it's so dope and i mean in reality it's free marketing like you don't have to pay for your promotion you don't have to pay for extra things you can choose to but if you just you know um you know, it's just free marketing. Like I can take pictures. I can cook whatever I want to cook. I'll put my sauce on it. I'll use the pictures from everybody that I've shipped sauce to. They make their things and, you know, it just helps. And, you know, it's just free advertising. And it's really awesome. Cause I mean, at the same time, you get to know the people that you're selling stuff to. And at such a beginning stage, like, I think it's pretty cool because five years or 10 years from now, when it's a huge, big old company, who's to say I'm really going to know that many of my actual customers that 
the way I know them now, unless it is a face to face or something like that. So I, I mean, think it's really dope. You, know, <laughs> you can only hope that you, I know it sounds insensitive, but it, it's very true. You can only yeah. hope that you don't know them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's one of the biggest things. Well, yeah, things that it's that is, big. Exactly. Yeah, that that it, yeah. it, it's taken off and it's like, this is amazing. And I don't know, like, it's not that I don't want to know these people. And it's not that like, no, it's just so many strangers are supporting what I have. Exactly. <laughs> and it becomes, it becomes a very interesting kind of strange thing. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> it becomes when, when people walk up to you and they're like, Oh my God, you're this person. And you're like, that celebrity oh. shit is cool. huh? <laughs> no, it's weird as fuck. Um, you and I'm not a cel- people are staring at you. <laughs> not a celebrity in any way, shape, or form, but a, apparently a couple people know me from this podcast. And the the few times that I've had people walk up to me and say like, "Hey, you're this person," I'm like, "How do you know who I am? Like, I just I'm I'm not that guy. You know what I mean? And it's really <laughs> weird. I've had people, you know, we were at a barbecue event and somebody overheard me talking and they walked up to me and they're like, you're Mikey. And I'm like, I am. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. I don't know you though. And they're like, yeah, I recognized your voice. I listen to you every week. And I'm like, holy shit. Uh, okay. Oh, man, that's so cool. <laughs> but it's so weird. It's so, so weird. But you weird. do have a distinctive voice. So I probably think the same thing. Like, wait a second. I know that voice. <laughs> I, it's just so weird to me. Like, it's like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. (laughs) Guys, if if you still listen to the podcast, thank you so much. And if I was awkward, I'm sorry. It's just, it's the most awkwarding thing. And it's not that you're, like, not that I don't want to meet you people. And it's not that I don't want to, like, talk to you. But it's just, like, I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? It's It's nerve-wracking. I'm like, okay, how do I make sure that I don't let this human down right now? (laughs) And not be super (laughs) awkward. Like that's awesome. Hi, you know what I mean? They're like, "Oh my god, it's you!" And you're like, "I'm just a dude. I just I sit and talk to people about barbecue. I promise I'm not that cool." (laughs) (laughs) But you are. (laughs) Like you got all the barbecue knowledge and all the barbecue interviews. I love it. it. It's crazy. Like (laughs) I talked to, I I I talked to G Stacks Pitts. I think he was like one of my one of my very first. kind of branched out and he was like super cool to chat with me and I was like awesome I'm like I can't believe you want to talk to me I don't know why this is like when we first <laughs> no, started the show and he's just super cool and he's always been super rad um I've connected with so many people through him and and I've connected him to people um one of my boys is out in uh out in Sacramento I'm trying to get him to get a pit finally to step oh, his nice. game up but he's, oh yeah, no, it's the best thing ever. Like he, his units are the best thing going. <laughs> yeah, and I mean they're all custom. Like whatever you want on there, uh, he puts it together. And whatever, what's your budget? Like it's it's really dope. Like he he um, he's a good listener when it comes to the things that you need. Like it's really good. <laughs> I and I, you know what? I would have loved to pick up. I'd love to pick up a pit from him. But the the hard thing is is I'm in Chicago, and I know. <laughs> you know, shipping that pit across the country is not cheap, and it's not easy, and it's just yeah, it, it, it's it's a headache. <laughs> no, I can imagine. I can imagine. And I mean, if it's you know, if it's not for your actual business, then it doesn't make as much sense to go through the headache. <laughs> yeah. 
for, but you know, for the business though, like it was for the business that I, you know, I had to say do it. I'm for, like, cause it'll upgrade everything. Like even just having one of his trailers pull up at a party, like, Oh my God, <laughs> they're showstoppers. Like it's just, it's funny to see like all the heads just turn jaws drop. And then like, you know, they're just like super excited. <laughs> so now what, what are some of your favorite things to cook? Um, well, when it comes to barbecue, I love making pulled pork and my ribs are just completely off of the chain. Um, but I like everything I'll do. Um, I'll do this, uh, grilled corn or fried corn with like onions and garlic and pepper and sausages. And, um, then, I mean, I, but see, I venture off from barbecue also, (laughs) So like I do a lot of seafood and I've, I hand make pasta now and like, there's just a lot of things that I make and then I add the sauce to everything and anything. And then I'll, you know, I'll show it on the gram. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But yeah, as far as like my go-to, if I really want to impress somebody, I'm going to make I'm going to make a slab of ribs. I'm going to make them some macaroni and cheese, some candied yams. I'm going to throw some corn in and like, it's going to be the business. <laughs> okay. Now for the catering company, is, is it, is it a exclusive barbecue catering company or is it kind of just more kind of what you, what you're sounding like to me is you're more of a Southern <laughs> cooking kind of human. I am a Southern cooking human. <laughs> <laughs> So we, I advertise it as Bone Cleaner Barbecue Catering, but when they do ask for my full menu and not just a barbecue menu, then yes, I pull out the the fried fish and the oxtails, and I do a full southern menu also. See, see that's kind of, I think that's cool. I really think that's awesome. See, what we do is um, for our catering company that we that I that I run, uh, we do pop ups mm-hmm. also, and. Nice. For me, I never want the same menu at a pop-up twice. Um, Thank I just you. Think, I think it's really boring. <laughs> like, it's fantastic when people are like, oh, my God, you don't understand. Your ribs are fantastic, yeah. and I really want them. I go, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Next. But yeah. I got to switch up the sides or switch up something else that goes with it. No, no. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, listen, we're going to have – <laughs> like this is the way that I look at my menus and it, it, it's mm-hmm. it's we're gonna have some our sides are gonna stay pretty staply because our right. our smoked mac and cheese is a real crowd pleaser um that's good and then and our you know we're gonna do kind of like coleslaw because people like coleslaw I don't know what it is I fucking hate yeah. coleslaw I just don't I'll like... add my sauce and some fresh fruit and then I'm like, okay, I'll put it on top of something. I just don't like coleslaw. Okay. I'm just not uh, that yeah. No, I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> but KFC must have ruined you. <laughs> I can cook it. I can make it. And it tastes fantastic. Right. <laughs> um, but coleslaw is just, it's just not my thing. Um, but then we're going to, then we're going to play around with stuff. Then I want to play around with what I can make on the cooker because we're always using the cooker to do it. But what right. can I do to elevate and, and bring in different things, different entities and make it, make it that way. You know what I mean? Um, 
I think Instagram really helps me be creative with it because I can see what other people are kind of playing with. And I'm like, okay, cool. How do I, how do I, how do I do that? How do I, you know, incorporate that? How do I do this? And I, I think that's one of the cool things that people, um, don't really think about. And, I, I go to I go to a lot of pop ups and I go see stuff and it's like man you have the same fucking menu over and over and over <laughs> and I'm just like the whole point of this is so that you can be you you can fucking try be yourself shit, and do whatever you, you want to yeah cook whatever you want to cook that's gonna make people happy but you can try shit and see if it works oh yeah absolutely you know what I mean like we do some cool shit and um, he it's just like. I, you know, it's just insane. Like it, it oh, like no. we just we we made some cool shit. Like um, this last pop up that we did, you know, we did pork belly burnt ends for the pop up, which was fucking just a nightmare to keep <laughs> correct. <laughs> but everyone fucking loved them, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I totally agree. And that's what I like too about the pop-ups because I was the same way. Everything was different every day. And I mean, a couple of people might've gotten like annoyed, like, wait, you don't have this again. Well, like, we'll rotate like, it. No, you just try this. I'll come back next week and I'll hook you up with that and whatever you want. Like, but we'll yeah, I'm like, back. it's awesome though. Cause you can switch it up every single day and just be like, okay, well, let's see how this goes. And then you can, like you say, pick or choose and add it to your catering menu, add it to your full time. Like, yeah. you know. I mean, like, we'll, we'll bring stuff back. Like, obviously, like, like we do smoked chicken wings. Um, and right. the way that we kind of did that is it actually, um, I will get, I'll put this out on the podcast because I don't think it's that big of a, a, a thing. And if you ever come to our pop-up, obviously, you'll see how we do it. Um, right. So so we do smoked chicken wings. And we didn't want to mess with, you know, deep frying or grease like that because um, we do a lot of pop-ups in breweries. And getting rid of that grease is a, is, is, is a headache on its own. So oh, yeah. <laughs> what we did is actually we went and picked up two air fryers. Oh, nice. So we smoked the wings. We completely let them cool and we hold them on ice. Um, and then when you come up and you say, hey, I would like six wings. Fantastic. Here's how we're going to do it. Um, it's going to be about five minutes. We'll see you in five minutes. Okay, cool. We put the wings in the air fryer. The air fryer goes for five minutes. Pull them out. They are crunchy, hot perfectly cooked ready to go that sounds perfect and they're it's just like deep frying them but there's less grease so people like yeah and it's actually healthier yeah because they're not eating all that crap (laughs) exactly it's healthier which i mean most people that are eating barbecue aren't really looking they don't care but i mean you know if you can hold back on the grease you can add more butter to something else like it just works that way (laughs) that's true like i need my butter on my cornbread a whole lot of it so you know (laughs) oh <laughs> <But> yeah <laughs> it's just you know it, it's it's it, you can do you know you could do other things but people just go crazy over those things because they're like wait a minute these aren't deep fried no well why why is the skin <laughs> so crunchy and i know exactly i know i'm sure a ton of people right now are screaming well if you threw them on the grill you could totally do that too I get it, but when you're inside a brewery, you can't have an open flame. It's not legal without a hood. 
Um, and it doesn't take, I mean, and it's quicker doing it in the air fryer. If you really have a five minute timer on it, then it yeah. just, it works out better for orders coming out like that. Like yeah. pull it, fry boom, it. Boom, like it's boom. perfect. The health department won't say nothing. Like you have everything legit. I mean, so, I mean, cool. that acts, that sounds like a great idea. See, you just said, you just said the magic word. The health department won't say anything. And that's, that's no, they the magic won't. Word. And that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. When you start getting into real stuff and I, I, I think it's funny, um, People who don't cook or don't cook for a people, I should say people who don't cook for a living. I'm sorry. You guys don't understand the health department rules and, and the regulations that are changed in each county. And it become it becomes a very, it becomes a very tricky thing. And it's all waters that I'm navigating right now and learning about. Um, when you have a brick and mortar, it's different. It's a lot easier. You work with one health department, your life's a lot easier, but when you, um, when you pop up in different counties, it, you you have to kind of kind of play around with that. Yeah, so it is a lot a bigger hassle, and it has a lot more paperwork and licenses. And uh-huh. then, like here, even um, Riverside is completely partner. different than in Los Angeles. So. You know, if I work out in L.A., I have to have a completely different food handlers and managers than what I have out in Riverside. So it was just two completely different things. <laughs> but, yeah, it's um, – I know I totally agree, and it, it is a big old headache. But, yeah, keeping it on ice and then going to the fryer, like, that that's absolutely perfect. I mean, because when I have to do my samples and stuff, like, I have to use – I mean, I use the squeeze bottles and then, you know, I have the spoons and everything, but I keep all the squeeze bottles in the bucket with the ice and, you know, everything still has to be um, regulated uh, just with the sampling. So, I mean, yeah, it gets, it gets uh, difficult, but you know, my, <laughs> my parents laugh at me because I have so many coolers in my garage for catering, but I separate I mean, everything. No, <laughs> like yeah, Everything no. gets separated. Like I'm not playing and my coolers have names on them and, you know, nothing else will go in this except for what it belongs with. And, you know, they get sanitized every use and all that great stuff. But, yeah, I can't play with the health department. They can't write me up for anything. I'm not nope. going through that. <laughs> it's a huge pain in the ass. And that that's the uh, that's the other oh, thing. Oh, the we'll... embarrassment of getting shut down because you imagine like, oh, no, oh, God. you. <laughs> I am no, terrified of that. <laughs> right? Oh, that's so embarrassing. Like. You know what's scary? So we had the health department come out to one of our events, and um, I was a little bit terrified only mm-hmm. because, like, it, where we were at was super dark, right? The brewery we were at oh, yeah. was super dark, which is which is fine. You know, the the, the mood light, not I shouldn't say super dark, but it was you know dimmer light, darker than yeah. yeah. And I don't know how he read the temperatures oh. on his thermometer because a he didn't have a back like her his thermometer was not a backlit thermometer like a thermopen is um, right and i couldn't see i couldn't even see the numbers on it oh man so how he read them i have no idea and he was like <laughs> oh they're great you're you're you know he's like you are great he couldn't see anything and he I'm let like, you pass i'm like bro you can't see shit granted <laughs> granted that i have a thermopen like in my front pocket, like that he can see. Right. So he's like, okay, exactly. this dude has like a legit thermometer that costs more than mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah. But it, it you know what? It, it, it's very nerve wracking when the health department shows up because then you're like, oh shit. 
Yeah, no, it is. And they're like really on top of it. And it's and just like, like, all right, let's get this going. <laughs> I'm pretty good with my, I'm pretty good with my temps. I know where I need to yeah. be. I know I'm hitting them and everything. And it's usually good, but it's, exactly. it's just that nerve. It's like, what if they, you, you know what I mean? Like they put it in the wrong spot. Oh no. Yeah. No, that's usually like, exactly. It's like, it's like, please just, can you temp it one more time? Please, please. Please stick it somewhere yeah. else. Like I swear, it's I swear it's the right temp. You know, no, what I mean? you got to like, keep those sternos and that water going, and keep that ice and everything. So but I yeah, I totally agree. I don't use sternos. Oh, I, have I see. Plates. I didn't know if you had any chafers at all. Oh, yeah. you just use the hot plate. I use hot plates completely. So oh, I that's got, good. I got hot plates, and then instead of using sternos. What I do is I, I, I use my hotel pants, put them in there, put water in them, obviously, to keep the moisture. Yeah. And then, and then throw hot plates underneath it so that it keeps it a nice, even temperature. And I don't ever have to oh, worry well, about my works. sterno yeah. going out. Because right. that's like, dude, I've had sternos that haven't lit for me. I've had sternos that go out in 45 minutes. And it's just oh, like, no. man, like, I'm sick yeah, that'll, of sternos. Yeah, that'll mess you up right there. Yeah. I'm just sick of sternos. <laughs> no i heard that yeah i haven't um i haven't really thought about using the hot plates it's just the chafings and the sternos work so good at like the events like we had did the uh Wildemar birthday party out where i live and um uh you know it just works a lot better when you get everything in there and hook it up and then i could just leave the trailer in the back because i was pretty much doing that one myself no yeah i mean it, it, it sternos work really well in, in yeah. certain aspects i mean for catering and i still events, use them it, yeah absolutely and if i'm catering an event where it's numerous rows of stuff oh it's sternos yeah. all day long but exactly. like when we're doing our pop-ups i'm not i'm not messing with sternos on my pop-ups it's just yeah no the pop-ups i haven't um done it only one time like when i the first very first pop-up i did like i just took my trailer and i went and i parked it behind uh the gas station in my neighborhood right because like so many people drive like back like around it in order to get out and go to the freeway and i had done that i had pulled uh the truck up put my trunk up um, had the whole back of the trunk cleaned out. I had the chafing dishes set up in the trunk and the, the trailer going and I was just selling plates about the car. <laughs> there you go. Hustle any way you can. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you know, it, it worked for that situation. So like, you know, sometimes they work, but the hot plates are totally a good idea. They just, they just work so well. And yeah, they ask, they do. You know, I've, I've noticed since we started using those, um, when the health department notices that we're using them, they get they super, don't care, huh? no, they get super excited. They're like, Oh, that's, that's fantastic. They're like, even it, better. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just kind of look at it like, okay, well then yeah, the food's not going to go to a, a dangerous temperature. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. It's an upgraded, uh, it's upgraded an upgraded technique. sterno, right? Yeah, exactly. No, it's upgraded technique. Yeah. Keeping it warm. And I mean, it is a consistent, consistent warmth. So that's good. Yeah, and then they just they just love they just get excited about it. You know what I mean? They're like, "Oh, okay, this is going to be great." And then, oh like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh. No, absolutely. But yeah, the pop ups they don't really need them because I mean, you want the, the meat to come out, you come out fresh and everything. You don't exactly. want anything dried up. So yeah, exactly. Keep it, keep it going. Uh-uh. Keep it nice. Keep and, it in rotation. Exactly. And put, put it <laughs> keep out it there. going through that air fryer. Yep. 
I mean, the, the air fryer works awesome for, for the chicken wings. You know what I mean? It no, just, I think that is like the best. That's the best way to do it. Like that really I, seems like a good technique. And I also find that um, when you let, when you smoke, when you smoke your chicken wings and you let them come down in that temp and they, uh-huh. and they hang out in, in that safe zone of like 34 degrees, uh-huh. that smoke really penetrates. It does. Oh, I it bet. really so just, it's almost like it sat overnight. Like, you know uh-huh. how you heat yep. up your food the next day. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So it yes. really just, it really pushes into that meat and you're just like, awesome. So now it's like, mm-hmm. it's even smokier and most people don't get that smoky flavor at home and unless they're reheating or whatever, but it's not like it's a reheat because exactly it's just so much better. And guys, I have to, I, I'll, I'll give that out to my boy Nestor. I'll give a shout out to him. Uh, <laughs> the Brooklyn pit rat up in New York. That's actually something he kind of taught me and I decided to implement it. Now he wasn't doing it with the air fryer because he wasn't a real restaurant. So they had, they had fryers available. Um, so that made his life a little bit easier, but like, you know, trying to adapt and overcome over, you know, certain things. It was like the air fryer just worked so much easier. It's more portable too. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, they're super convenient. I mean, like I have a lot, uh, quite a few family members that swear by them just, and you know, they love fried pork chops, fried chicken, fried everything, and they batter it up, throw it right in there and it comes out just like as, as if it was in the cast iron. Yeah. Just not as, you know, almost not as greasy. Exactly. And you You know, know, that's, that's a win, especially, you know, and they're, (laughs) we all love fried food. So we can cut back just a little bit. Yeah. Get more butter on something else. Yeah. Get more butter on that cornbread. Man, I love my butter. (laughs) So, yeah, it it does good. (laughs) Exactly. Oh. How is it out in Chicago right now? Cold as fuck. (laughs) Damn. Damn. Guys, this is a pre-recorded yeah. podcast, so um, it might be warm when this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, April, it'll still be cold, man. It will probably cold. will. It probably will. It probably will. That's nah. you know what you know what I found over over the years. It's kind of weird. It's like um, since the 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 seasons are almost like shifting. It's starting to be warmer later. Yes, but it's staying colder longer. So, like, yes. even into, like, May, it's fucking cold. It's horrible. Yeah, that's terrible. That it, That's no fun. But I noticed that here, too. It took a while for the temperature to drop, and then it just dropped. <laughs> it just, it's gone. Uh, yeah, it, and it's gotten so bad. Like, the last couple of nights, I, um, you know, I have uh, gone out and... Yeah, you know, you see people and it ends up breaking your heart. So I ended up having to go and uh, go get a bunch of stuff today that I'm going to clean up and pass out. But, you know, it, it just it, it's heartbreaking. So, yeah, but cold in California. <laughs> I But it's super. Us, no, 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 no. Is, it's 30. You're right. You're you're totally right. But I mean, even where I am is 30 at night. 
So I know it's not below freezing, but even it 30 at night for somebody that doesn't have like anything really yeah. on, it's like, okay, so I just, you know, I just got a bunch of jackets. It's like, it's nothing big, but it'll help. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I get you. 30 at night yeah. is cold. Don't get me wrong. It's cold. But it, it, yeah. it's funny because I but got friends from Cali and, you know, you say cold and they're like, oh my God, it's so cold. And I'm like. No, it's yeah, no, it totally degrees. isn't. I mean, I was born on the East Coast, yeah, and I remember being in, like, six, eight feet of snow in Maine. So I know, like, freezing is definitely freeze a whole different type of freezing out there. But, you know, when you're from out there, like, I remember being out on the ice barefooted. Like, I was a crazy little kid. And now I don't think I would even consider that. <laughs> it's, it's funny how quickly, though, your body changes to warm temperatures and you become, mm-hmm. like, you're like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, yeah, you're sound. so adjusted. It's like okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that just doesn't that doesn't that doesn't sound that doesn't sound nice. <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh no. Like, yeah, I'm like the house where I am. Like it's sixty at night inside. I don't really like this. I'm like bundled up. <laughs> it, you you grow accustomed to warm weather very quickly. It's very difficult to become accustomed to cold weather if you're not from that type. Um, yeah, you have to be uh, born in it. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely need to be born in it. It's not, uh, it's not something that's easily to get used to. I don't think. And I think there's very few people that um, ever say like, "Oh yeah, I really want to move to where it's really, really cold." Right. <laughs> well, I think that I had seen something within like the last couple of weeks where they had a temperature of what was it, the Antarctic and a so, temperature of wait, I want to say where you are, and it was colder where you are than in the Antarctica. It, yeah, so it was <laughs> negative with with the wind chill. It was negative fifty two. Um, the temperature that. outside <laughs> was negative twenty four. Um, oh my god. And and we made beef ribs. So <laughs> you said we made beef ribs. Did they warm you up? Uh, yeah, they were fantastic. I mean, they were they, were, they awesome. were fantastic beef ribs. But we we definitely we definitely lit the smoker up and and got got her going. Uh, we did the egg that day. We didn't do the big smoker because um, I was wondering how well does it hold temp in that cold cold weather? You know what? I held two fifty all day long, and it was perfectly That's really good. fine. There, it didn't move. It didn't. It didn't do anything. It held two fifty all day long. Um, That's really good. Nothing crazy. Uh, it did. Um, I will say that I think my plate setter shattered after it. But oh, uh, unfortunate. I mean, it, that's an unfortunate thing. I, you know, yeah. We. Um, it. It just. I, I think we put. You know, the plate setter was so cold. And when you put mm-hmm. it in, it heats up kind of almost rapidly, and it just kind of, you know, gave. <laughs> it split like, yeah, it split like glass. <laughs> it, 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 it got that really nice crack through it, and I was like, oh, I, I hope this yep. is going to be okay. And then um, <laughs> then it was a couple, it was a, the next cook, it just popped on me. Yeah. But it was a- it, it, whatever, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I I'm mean, not yeah, not exactly. It's a, it's a weather change. <laughs> but it's like, dude, I'm not going to not cook on the coldest day of the year, one of the coldest days in history. Yeah, absolutely, I'm going to cook. 
Of course. Yeah, you guys see how it's going to hold up, too. So, I mean, you you did it. Yeah. <laughs> it kept temp and got the food cooked. So, that would be mean, great. <laughs> and the on the catering rig, I mean, the catering rig's the mixing. Uh, we cook on a Myron mixing smoker. And oh, cool. I, think the, I think the coldest I've cooked on that was negative four. It was, oh, wow. Yeah, so, it was negative four. And um, that was the coldest that I've ever cooked on that one. I think mm-hmm. it might have been different, but that one, I mean, that's, that's insula. It's an insulated smoker. That thing's a tank and, um, it helped to 250 all day long. Obviously oh, that's we, really cool. <laughs> we went through, we went through a little bit more fuel than, yeah. than, um, we normally do, but that's to be expected in negative, you know, in negative temperatures. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to keep a no, giant really box cool. hot <laughs> at negative fucking four. You know what I mean? Like, yep. <laughs> I mean, man, let's see. Yeah. I haven't tried to smoke and uh, cook in temperatures like that yet. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. It's the best way to do it. Like, oh man, I wouldn't even use a towel or any gloves. I just stick my hand in there and just let me pull the grate. <laughs> It, you know, it, it it it's insane at how how well like when you start cooking at really cold temperatures, at how it really kind of tests your cooking skills. Oh yeah, I agree. I see, and out here, I've only had the chance to do it um like when it's rain pretty bad. But I mean, besides that, and that hasn't even cooled it down. Like I haven't, you know, out here, it really hasn't been a big challenge. I think the coldest it's been when I've cooked outside is like 50 degrees. And I mean, you know, that doesn't do anything. (laughs) Rain. I mean, cooking in rain, it it, it is difficult. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Cooking in rain is difficult. I mean, that rain. It's not fun. But but here's the thing. It hits that fucking... You know what I mean? It, it yeah, hits the firebox. It hits the firebox. It cools everything down super yeah. fast. Yeah. It, it, it's tricky. It is. Um, it is tricky, but like I've had to cook in the rain and like when it's been really windy and luckily the area that it's been in, it's been somewhere where I've been able to adjust, um, adjust the where the trailer is so that i could go against where it's blowing but no it's really hard because i mean even one time the gust of wind still got in the firebox and you know you keep the fire extinguisher by and it caught like a roll of paper towel off like it literally pulled the fire out of the box and went around the corner i'm like okay great (laughs) well here's the hard thing is if, if it's really windy you're you're fighting all that oxygen too you know what i mean and it's pushing Mm -hmm. in there and you're just like man i can't yeah the wind is the worst to me (laughs) like i can't keep it down you know what i mean it's like i can't keep a temp low enough no yeah the wind to me is absolutely the worst yeah and it's like, okay, now I got to close on my firebox a little bit. I got to play with stuff in order to adjust. <laughs> and you want to, yeah, you want to keep that clean smoke going. So you want a lot of oxygen exactly. You don't want to be cutting it yep. off too badly. But at the same exactly, time, you're yeah. like. You don't want to get any ashes on anything. You don't want to, yeah, disturb yep. anything. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like super hard because you're like, I'm going to, there's going to be tons of fucking oxygen flowing in there. And if I, if I have too much oxygen, all it's going to do is just. 
keep stoking that fire and getting it hotter and hotter and hotter. Exactly. You have to readjust the meat. Got to put it as far away from that heat as possible. Yep. Get it into, yeah, uh, I've had to yeah, save a couple things, throw it in a pan with a little bit of liquid or something just to keep it cool while everything is doing its craziness. Yep, <laughs> yep. So um, if, if you can tell us this, what are what are some of the upcoming, what can, what, what can we expect to see kind of on, on the sauce line? What, what are some stuff that you uh, kind of have in the works? Um, well, right now I am working on one more hot pepper sauce that is going to be more like a hot sauce with the consistency of like how a tapatio is, like a okay. lot wetter and thinner, but it's going to be with like Carolina Reapers. It's going to be something absolutely ridiculous, spicy that, you know, uh, some something that it will be more on the line of unbearable. Okay. <laughs> And then I'm also working on. Uh... Please don't send that to me. I, I will not. Send that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, are you sure? I am. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 mislabel it on accident. I am. For a ch- you. <laughs> I am a child when it comes to that. Like you don't understand. Like I do not like. I am. Oh, that's so funny. It comes, to, it comes to hot. Like it. Like hot is just. I'm not. I don't know. Like, yeah, like, that's people, like, I'll be like, ooh, this is kind of spicy. And people are like, no, it's not. I'm like, oh. No, it's just garlic. <laughs> I'm like, my bad. I think it's spicy. Well, yeah. I mean, personally, I'm not going to be all off in the Carolina Reaper bo- bottle. But I, there are, you know, there's still customers and clients that really want Absolutely. something that is, uh, you know, they they need that that killer, that killer heat. So I'm oh, like, yeah, I'm no, give I it got to friends you. that are like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it to them. Like, for me, I can put a couple drops on my taco, but I can't do it like how my hot pepper sauces are and, like, just cover it. Like, I, I mean, I, the hot pepper sauces are spicy, but I can handle spicy because, like, I grew up on, you know, Indian curries and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm the reaper. That's, yeah, that's a client friend. It'll be for them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. But I'm working on, like, a glazer. I'm, I'm working on getting a glaze out there also. Um, and that'll be like the next two things as far as recipe wise, uh, for bone cleaner. Um, but you know, our next big step, uh, is just working into getting to the step of co, um, you know, co-bottling, getting it into the grocery stores and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we're just, we're just working on growing and progressing and, trying to keep everything as uh, clean as possible when it comes to the recipes. Um, that's one of the things I'm kind of nervous about going into a plant is hopefully they don't tell me, oh, well, we have to add this because we can't use a mason jar. We can't water bath or something like that. So I don't think that's they another will reason. Bath. That's going to be a hard one. Yeah, yeah it, and they won't. So I don't know what I'm going to end up having to do to change the recipe. So in a way, that is kind of why I'm dragging my feet and not accepting anybody coming in to help me, um, like, as far as uh, trying to finance it or anything, because I, I like the integrity of the recipes right now. <laughs> I no, want to keep, keep everything, you know, to where it is. Um, but, you know, I, I do want the company to grow because, you know, with growth, it means that I'll be able to help more people. I'll be able to give people jobs. Like, you know, I want it 
I want to make other people's lives better. So, you know, I've been, I've been given chances and opportunities and, you know, I've been at the very bottom and I know what it's like to be, you know, cold and hungry and alone and stuff like that. So if I can help other people not feel that, then, you know, I'll feel like that my job has been done. (laughs) That's very cool. Yeah. So I just, you know, I, yeah, I feel like I've been put here to, you know, I need to help more people. And that's the only way I can do it is by making the company grow so I can help more and more and more. <laughs> hey, that's the way to do it. I mean, in reality, that's it. So, like, <laughs> I've been racking my brain. How can you help? So, I mean, like, even, you know, where I want the want this to be, like, I hopefully this will be a household name. And then with that, like, I'll be able to employ so many people. And that'll just be, that'll be so awesome. <laughs> Yeah, very, very cool. Yeah, I want to be able to give people careers. That's very cool. I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us, chatting. Oh, you know, thank you for having me, man. You took my podcast virginity from me. Like, somebody's (laughs) got to do it. I'm nervous all day. Like, hey, I won't even tell you how I woke up and like. I woke up super early this morning. I looked at the email. I'm like, okay, I got the time right. I got the time right. And then I looked. I'm like, oh, it says p.m. and not a.m. Okay, then. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, it, it's definitely no, p.m. No, it's all good. So for 12 hours, I've been, like, freaking out. Like, please, just just, just don't just don't fumble. Just do what you're supposed to do. You did an awesome <laughs> job. We, did, we, had, we had a great time. No, so, thank you so much, Mikey. I appreciate you. I love ending this podcast with this question. <laughs> If you could go back in time and give yourself three tips to when you first started from what you know now to help Mm -hmm. shorten your learning curve, what would it be? Well, learning curve for the barbecue sauce or just in general? general. Oh, you can go general. You can go either way. Oh, man. However you want to take that. What I wish I would have done is I wish I would have listened. Um, Growing up, I... uh, (laughs) I didn't have a lot of trust in people, so I didn't do a lot of listening, but I wish I had taken more advice from people. I wish I had uh, invested the money that I did have um, from other business adventures more wisely instead of kind of throwing it away and saying, oh, I'll just be able to get more. Um, Because, you know, with investing it more wisely, things would have been able to grow faster. Um, but, you know, it's just about listening. It's about being being smart with your money. Don't throwing it away. <laughs> yeah, no. You're, you're um, completely right. And uh, besides that, um, uh, being just being more careful and cautious, like not moving so fast. When I move fast in the kitchen, then I end up burning myself. <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, being more cautious, being uh, being a lot more money management smart and really just listening to people's advice and trusting that what they're saying is actually helping you. And, you know, people aren't always out to get you. And especially like, I mean, you know, you never know what a person's, uh, what their what they want their outcome to be in a situation, but you know there are people out there that have your general best interest at heart, and it's okay to take advice. <laughs> sometimes, like, that's, it, sometimes that's a hard one, though. Taking it, advice it is. Can be it's, hard. No, it's it's very hard, and I mean it's been one of my biggest struggles, like literally biggest struggles. And you know it's just taking a lot of self uh, evaluations and realizing that. Okay, you can 
fall back. You can trust. You can know that not everyone is out to get you, no matter what, you know, some people may have done in your life. Like, it's not what it is. And, you know, <laughs> your parents can be your best friends and listen to what they have to say. <laughs> hey, I get you. Well, you know, <laughs> I want to say thank you for coming on. If you can do me a favor, can you tell everyone where they can follow you, follow your sauce journey and your barbecue journey on the Internet? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, my Instagram is bone cleaner underscore BBQ sauce. That's B-O-N-E-C-L-E-A-N-E-R underscore BBQ sauce. And then I have another Instagram that is all one word, bone cleaner catering. And I also have a semi-personal page that also has a lot of my cooking and stuff like that. That is underscore chef cat with a K, um, C-H-E-F-K-A-T. And I also have a website that is bone cleaner, BBQ sauce dot big cartel, B-I-G-C-A-R-T-E-L.com. And if you go to any of my Instagram pages and you click on the link that's in my profile slash bio, what everybody likes to call it, um, yep. that's the link directly to my website. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Well, once again, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us, chatting barbecue. We really had a great time, and uh, I, can't, I can't wait to uh, chat with you soon. Oh, man. Thank you so much, Mikey. It was great, and I can't wait to talk to you again. <laughs>